Oh, we're rolling. Are we? Yeah, we've been rolling this whole time. <laughs> Good thing we didn't talk too much about the <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome back to the Whiskey Rant Podcast. I'm Jeremy. <laughs> Botched it. Mm-mm. We're rolling. This is this is. I gold. said, are you ready? And you said yes. And like, and no, no, like, this is all part of the podcast. Hey, welcome to Super Social Club. I'm Jeremy. This is Whiskey in the Six. I'm Rob. Welcome to the Whiskey Rant Podcast. It's a little crusty. It's frustrating. And it's going to be a little bit of a rant. I don't understand it. I don't know why. Some sort of injustice. Anyway, end rant. I'm Rob, by the way. This is the Whiskey Rant Podcast. It's been a minute. It's been too We've, many minutes. Uh, taking the summer off, pretty much. We pretty the, much... Not only just on the podcast, like pretty much my entire channel, I took the summer. Me off. too, man. Summers are busy; they go by quick. Uh, you know, yeah. I don't know. Not too many people. Well, I was going to say not too many people drink whiskey during the summertime, <laughs> but of course you do. No, yeah, we drink whiskey for sure. But it's like it's just slows down. I feel like the whole yeah. industry slows down a little bit, right? It's just hard to like coordinate with two animals that like I'm trying to keep alive on a regular basis. And These are your children. You're talking my about? children. Yeah, right. yeah. Yeah, it's it's tough, but it, you know what? I'm glad you're here, and I'm glad we're in this backyard, and we're gonna try to bang on an episode right now. It's a nice night, and tonight we're gonna be talking about some like something that's happening, or it's like a new trend that's happening with retail stores. Yeah, and it's about allocated bottles, and it's about them maximizing what they can sell with the small selection allocation that they get. Yeah. So basically, if you don't know. Um, a lot of these companies hold the retail store hostage when it comes to buying their Michter's toasted barrel rise or their, this is the toasted barrel, yeah? Or the barrel strength. This is just the barrel strength? This is just the barrel strength. Yeah, so that's what we're drinking tonight. We're drinking the uh, Michter's barrel strength. It's 2020 release. 20? Yeah, or 21. It's, I think it's the most recent one. So it's the top. 21. To, uh, uh, 2021. Okay, sorry. 2021. 53.2%. 106.4 proof. I never say proof because I mean, what, I, what does proof mean? You know that you can't actually find what that means in the dictionary, like other than like you know, proof, like I, evidence. I know what what like what originated, but what's the point of talking about proof when you just say the ABV? Yeah, ABV is what's important. So these stores are being held hostage because like. Michter's has a whole slew of like the sour mash and all the stuff that like literally nobody buys. It just sits on shelves and like at the LCBO, it's like, for it to sit on the shelf at the LCBO means nobody's buying it. You're talking about like the US one, their exactly their entry level stuff, right? But in order to get this stuff, the good stuff, the the barrel proofs, the toasted, the, yeah, the ten year old, the rise, exactly yeah. all that stuff, you have to buy X amount of the other stuff. So before it even gets to the retail like stage. The merchants, Bro the, the brokers, the brokers, the brokers yeah, are like, exactly. yeah, if you want some Michter's ten-year-old, yeah, here's a case of you know Fireball whiskey that you have to buy from me as well. Yeah, here's no, a 10, case, more like ten or sure. twenty cases. Yeah, yeah here's like a bunch of my generic stuff that I need to move. Mm -hmm. And if you want an allocated bottle or a case, you have to take this as well. Yeah, and and it's happening with everything now. It's happening with you know uh, Buffalo Trace. You have to buy. X amount of the garbage stuff sure. in order to get. You want a bottle of Blanton's? Yeah. Here's three cases of. That's a great example. Blanton's gold. You're getting a case of Blanton's gold if you get, you know, fifty cases of Buffalo Trace that's going to sit on your shelves for three years. Yeah. And well, it's going to continue to sit. Buffalo on Trace doesn't really sit on shelves. But. True, but I mean it used to. But other examples, right? Because like, 
there's lots of other big brands that have generic whiskeys and not necessarily even like whiskey. They might have like vodka. They might have gin. They might have whatever. Yeah. Right. And yeah. these brokers are like, you want this, you know, take this off my hands. Yeah. And it's translating to customers, not only in the price of the allocated bottle, which you guys know is just out of control at of some course. retail shops yeah. in the U.S., the price tag that they stick on these things is insane. But now they're starting these bundle packages yeah. where, you know, it's a four or five bottle bundle and right in the middle is the one you want, but yeah. the bottles on the outside are just okay. I mean, depending on the, the store, but yeah, it can get out of hand really quick. Now, I'm gonna, well, let's play a little game here. We're going to play oh, You Are the Retail Store. Mm. Okay. Now, I come to you. You want the new Springbank release, whatever it is. Let's call it the 15-year-old. It doesn't matter what it is. I want it anyway. Yeah. 15-year-old Marsala cask. That's yeah. what it's called. Yeah. All right? I just made it up. That doesn't actually exist. Don't go crazy trying to find it. <laughs> it's not real. All right? You want that. But in order to get that, you have to buy a whole ton of Kilholman. Like, yeah. we're talking several cases of different types of Kilholman because there's lots of them. Yeah. You have to buy, you know, and the other stuff will sell out quick, so it's not so big a deal. The, you know, Longro NS is one of the ones that maybe will sit on shelves for a little while. You know, you have to buy your Springbank 10. You have to buy your Hazelburn 10. You have to have all the other stuff. Yeah. Now, let's say that Kilholman sits on your shelf for an entire year. What do you mark that bottle of Springbank 15 that everybody wants in the world and you only have six of them, what do you mark that at to justify the amount of money you put into getting all this other stuff from Kilholman that you don't want? Yeah, I mean, I get it, right? And like, we are kind of like sympathetic to the retailer, I think a little bit in our argument here. It's yeah. like, it sucks for the consumer, but if you're being held hostage, you know, you got to price your allocated bottle at an amount to justify what's going to be sitting on your shelf Absolutely. Or what you might not necessarily sell, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I, like, they they should be held accountable within reason too, though. Like, let's be honest. Yes, I want that kill. I want that Springbank, but I don't want to buy ten other bottles that are just going to sit on my I shelf. Know, now. But you got to play the game, right? I know. Right. Or else you don't get your allocation, and or it goes to some, get it. someone else is willing to do it. Now, what a lot of people justify it in the other way. Like, well, let's say. You know, Springbank 10, for example, the the local barley, the, the most recent local barley. There was packages being sold to get that Springbank 10 local barley. You had to buy four other bottles or whatever it was. Yep. Now, that whole package wasn't valued at what the Springbank 10 local barley was on secondary. So sure. when you look at it that way, it's like, yeah, yeah, I can I can do this mm -hmm. and I can consume the other four bottles for free essentially if I if I flip that. True. Right. And I mean, I guess it's not like buying a package deal of bottles. I mean, you might already have something in there. It's most likely going to be some generic stuff. Yeah. Um, not the end of the world. No. But you'd rather just buy the one bottle at retail than buying a, a bundle of bottles. Absolutely. So like, I think this is going to be something that we're going to experience moving forward across the board. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't know a fair way to say, okay, I only have... 10 bottles of Springbank, 10 local barley. I have 100 loyal customers. That's just my loyal customers. You know sure. what I mean? That's, that's Those are people that are dropping 25K a year. A year. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, like, how do I choose between these 10 loyal customers? Do I 
do I pick my friends? That's, I mean, that's a little shady, but I, I'm sure it's done, yeah. right? Do I take them for myself? I'm sure that's done as well. Um, or what a lot of these guys are doing is the lotteries, right? Like sure. uh, Kensington Wine Market, he does, like, Andrew does lotteries all the time. Yeah. That's probably the most fair way to do it. For sure. Um, but, I mean, guys that have been with that company from day one are probably saying, what the hell? Like, I don't want to wait in a lottery. I want the bottle like I got it three years ago <laughs> in the caseload. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. long grow red, not that long ago, we were buying cases at a time. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Now, you can't even get I one. I don't have the new one yet. <laughs> <laughs> I know a guy that could probably hook you up. How you know a guy? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's getting out of hand and I think it's just going to get worse. It, Springbank was the equivalent of BTAC in the UK for a very long time. Man. We're starting to smell that. Mm-hmm. We're starting to smell that like coming. You yeah. know what I mean? It's if this year wasn't an indication as to how ugly it's gonna get soon, I don't know what is because yeah. like it was impossible I mean, to get the bur- the bourbon market's been there for a while, right? This has been happening with bourbon for since the Pappy craze. Yeah. You know? I would just I would love to know what people have to do, what their invoice looks like when they have a case of Pappy in it. You know, what else is included of that? What else are they having to buy yeah. from these brokers? Good point. Um, when they have, when they get a case of Pappy, and I mean, like, it's great promotion for their store, but I feel like it's just a hassle for them. Yeah, I, I mean, the markup. It, if they're selling it for an MSRP, mm-hmm. they're not making that much money on the bottle. They no. get like you know a handful. They get 300 people waiting with little tickets trying to win one. Right. So this is the thing is do you, do you like, you know, jack up your price and stick out like a sore thumb and become yeah. that guy in the retail market that, you know, sells Blanton's Gold for 400 bucks, Or do you do these bundles? Like what's, what's the lesser of the two evils? I don't know. I'm not, I think it's the bundles to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, you can't risk not like losing your allocation, right? You have to keep the relationship going and that's the way it's going. I mean, you have to play ball. I mean, I don't really see any other way around it. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's just, it's trickling down to the the consumers now and whiskey's getting expensive, man. It's going way up. It honestly, I'm doing a reno for you know, partially for the channel. Cause like, uh, I want to have like a official set where I have my bar and all these things. So like we're doing our basement, everything's going crazy through the roof, dude. Everything. Like you can't buy a piece of wood now for That's right, lumber, right? Lumber's like, crazy. Actually lumber has dropped a bit, like luckily. Um, but just in general, everything costs like a stupid amount of money. You're looking at almost at least one third more than you would have pre COVID. It's yeah, crazy. is that like a, is that like a supply thing? Like, uh, since COVID happened, the manufacturers slowed down and then couldn't keep back up with demand. Yeah, well, because like you have to stay home. Man. So what's everybody doing? They're doing their backyards. They're doing their basements. They're making their livable space more livable. Sure. Essentially, right? Like yeah. they're not going on vacation anymore. They're not doing those things that they used to do that consumed a lot of their money. Uh, so they have a lot of money for play, right? right? But we're well, feeling it. Speaking about money, let's talk about secondary market because we're drinking Mictors tonight. And what do you think about this Mictors? I love it. Honestly, like, so for those of you that don't know, we actually filmed this episode once before. It was probably, what, about um, two months ago almost. Yeah. A month and a half ago, two months ago, like just after the last video, the last episode we filmed. 
and it didn't work out. Like we had a well. What happened was is the mic got muted about fifteen minutes into it, and then yeah, so we couldn't recover the rest yeah. of the video. Is what it is, but um, we were I loved that it then. And yeah, I'm I've, honestly thinking I love it even more now. Yeah, I've been I've been touching it a little bit, not too much, but um, so like we said, this is the barrel strength rye, mm-hmm. um, the 2021 release, 53.2 percent. Yeah. Um, I mean, the butterscotch, the caramel, the brown sugar you get on this, um, it doesn't drink too heavy like a rye. What, do you, what would you say, like yeah. rye content? I think it's like 60, 65. I wonder. I mean, usually, like, usually American ryes tend to be low 50s, right? Even under, I mean, no, well, low 50s, right? Like, just under 60. Um, I don't know. This one's hard to tell because I am getting, like, a good amount of rye on the finish. So, I don't know. I would say that it's not as sweet as, like, some of the toasted barrels that I've had. But it could be because we're outside. Maybe I'm not picking up as much sweetness. Uh, but I love it. Like, I, I, I mean, the the dill notes and the, like, the rye bread kind of spice. Mm, yeah. A little bit of cinnamon in there. Yeah. I really like it. I think it's fantastic. Um, um, I'm looking up what the mash bill is right now. I think it's undisclosed. Really? If I'm not mistaken. Like, bourbon... What's it called? Breaking Bourbon usually discloses what is disclosed. And I think for this one... You're right. Undisclosed. Mash bill. Yeah. So, I I think... I don't know. If I had to guess, probably around 60, I would say, yeah. Yeah. I would would probably put it between 60 and 65. But I don't think it's up there. Like, I don't think it's in the 70s. No. Like, if you compare this to, like, what's the Pikesville 10-year-old or whatever it is, that rye, Mm -hmm. that's a lot sweeter. It drinks more like a bourbon. I would say that this is a higher rye than that, but then it's not like a barely legal rye yeah. kind of thing. You know what I mean? Um, somewhere in between. Yeah, delicious stuff. Um, so secondary market, let's talk about Michter's specifically. Um, you know, some of their eight high, high age statement stuff just gets out of control. So I was looking up what the 25-year-old goes for, a brand new bottle of the 25. And I'm not talking like an old vintage. I'm talking like... Last year, like you were lucky enough to get it on retail. You walk home and <laughs> turn on your computer. Yeah, seventy five hundred US dollars for Mictor's twenty five year What's retail now. on that? It's like about around. 2, I think it's like twenty two. Is it? Yeah, something okay. like that. Maybe 20, a little bit less. Twenty two, twenty five. Yeah. yeah, it used to be. I remember it like being closer to a thousand. Not yeah, that long to, ago. Yeah, you're right. Uh, actually, like it wasn't that I, I could have sworn we had the opportunity to buy one at the LCBO. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Four or five years ago for like 750 bucks <laughs> like i'm not kidding canadian dollars which yeah. is like three canadian bucks dollars, US. exactly so like imagine what that bottle now goes for oh i'm sure right because like, you go back in years you're looking at you know a couple hundred bucks more each year you go back yeah we rarely get planes in this area i'm very surprised that there's one it's like a single engine low yeah, flyer something small um but yeah like even the mictor's 10 year old right like something like that uh, you're looking at 225 bucks yeah it's it's climbing yeah it is the rye goes for more yeah um again something that we were able to get for about a buck 60 a buck 70 not that long ago Mm -hmm. and now it's over 200 bucks for sure so um i don't think the 10 is worth it to be honest with you like it's it's a like a skip for me I, I like it. I disagree. I think that it's amazing. Yeah. And I remember the first time I ever had a 10-year-old. It was 2017 release. Mm-hmm. 
I drank half the bottle in one sitting. <laughs> I cracked it and I freaking downed half that bottle in it's, one sitting. It's easy to it's 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 easy really to easy to drink. Yeah. It's really easy to drink. You brought it over my house. I think that exact bottle. You brought it over to my house Probably, and we yeah. and we reviewed it. I think together. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, this was like close to like the birth of Sipper Social Club. Yeah, probably. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I remember it being good, but I, I mean, I also remember, you know, the way I think all bourbon is. It's just, it's just bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, I think it's a delicious bourbon. I, yeah. I like what Michter's is doing. Uh, you know, sourcing their stuff, low entry proof. Um, yeah. I would have liked to see that at cash strength, at, at barrel proof. There like, is one. There is. There one. is a ten-year-old barrel proof bourbon. See that? Good luck finding it or yeah. getting it. Well, yeah, you have to kill somebody to get it. Um, but yeah, there is a, a such thing. It's very, very rare. It comes in a bottle looking like this, not like the wider ones. I was thinking about for what's happening on YouTube, uh, whiskey tube. Today we go. What's happening in the whiskey world outside of YouTube? Oh. On Netflix. Have yes. You, have you seen uh, Heist? Yes. The Pappy Heist. I did watch that. Yeah, it's pretty cool, right? Yeah, and I knew about that Pappy Heist um, before they released that Netflix uh, couple episodes. Okay. Yeah, it was cool. Uh, it was interesting to see it. I uh, a buddy of mine, I was actually over, and he's like, "Yo, put on this heist thing." <laughs> I was like, "You want to drink some Pappy while we watch this?" That's pretty cool. <laughs> so we uh, poured a little bit and uh, we watched it. I see. It's, I'm like, see, it's not that good. <laughs> <laughs> What's crazy is that like. This guy, this happened before the the real boom of Pappy, right? Yeah, this Where is when it, it first started. So, yeah. what, what year was this? Two thousand thirteen or something? Early, uh, maybe even earlier. Yeah. Like, early enough for him to have a case of Pappy fifteen, and like his buddy comes over and says, "I want some," and he just gave him two bottles. Yeah. Like, right. No one, no one ever would do that yeah. now. <laughs> like two bottles. That's like <laughs> fucking. <laughs> you're talking about like. That's a tuition for a year. <laughs> I mean, where was the, you know, inventory checks on this thing? Because this guy was, like, literally just taking bottles off the assembly line, like, off the bottling line, and just, like, I'll just take these home and drink them, or I'll just take a cask It was like, just, like, a poorly run distillery, obviously. I mean, I get, like, there probably isn't that much, like, inventory checks, right? Like, I mean, if you take a couple bottles. Yeah. I, honestly I mean now it, I'm sure it's way different it's gotta be different with now. all the laser coating they, and everything. yeah laser coating if you're near the the barrels you're being watched there's cameras everywhere for sure that's why they give their employees free whiskey yeah so they don't need to take it yeah I guess right. I guess you would have to like I think point. I'm pretty sure every distillery gives their their employees some stuff I know a buddy of mine his dad worked at Labatt's forever mm-hmm. and they would get two cases a month like compensation right that's pretty cool but so that's kind of how glenn Goyne started their whole teapot dram thing, yeah right? that's a teapot dram story yeah. where Which everyone is... got a couple measures a day yeah and if you didn't drink it you threw it in the teapot and came back and i'm sure by the end of the day it was nicely blended together and yeah good to go yeah yeah it's pretty cool so yeah, check out uh, the Heist. So there's it's a series, and there's a what one or two episodes. This, I think it's the two Pappy. episodes. Two, just two focusing. Of the, yeah, two of the series episodes focus yeah. on the Pappy Heist. Yeah, there's yeah, a bunch of other was, stuff I didn't actually even watch. I just I watched only the Pappy episodes. Yeah. So this guy was literally supplying like all the big ups into Kentucky with uh, yeah with the bourbon, including barrels. Yeah, he had he had barrels of uh, wild turkey as well. 
Yeah, the, near the end, yeah. Before he got... Well, I'm not going to spoil it, but... Well, he got out. busted, obviously. Yeah, well, <laughs> he's still telling the story, so... There you go. Well, uh, should we get to grading, or what do you yeah, think? Yeah, uh, let's, let's talk scores on this Michter's. So I think the last time we sat at this table and reviewed this, I gave it an 88. I feel like it's... I was a little harsh. I feel like, you know what, I'm going to go with an 89. I think this is really good stuff. I am exactly with you with 89. I think the... The complexity of this, the boldness, it's very rich. It's very what you want with a rye whiskey, an American rye whiskey, in my opinion. It's, yeah. it's stereotypical rye whiskey. Yep. Um, it's it's good, nice spice level. The the sweetness, uh, you know, is well balanced with all the other notes. So, um, yeah, yeah, very, very good. And what did we pay for this? I want to say it was like 110 bucks. We, we got, got a really good deal. We got a great deal. We got a really good deal. Really good deal. Our, our buddy uh, Mark from Liquor Lodge hooked us up on this one. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're finding this at retail, it's an auto buy for yeah. sure. Yeah. What would you pay secondary for this? I paid 200 bucks for this. I think 200. I mean, if you given the state of current market, like Yeah. I think 200 is probably a decent price for this. I think they go for more on secondary. We're talking Canadian dollars, but Yeah. Um yeah. Yeah. I think, I, well, I think I've heard of people selling for Canadian double that, like 400 Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. I mean, probably a couple, like, one-offs, not really what it's going for. I think it's going for around three, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I could Canadian. see that. Yeah. So, good stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us. Uh, if you want to grab this podcast earlier than everyone else, check out our Patreon. You can join for as little as a dollar and get the Whiskey Rant podcast uh, sooner than anyone else. Yep. And, uh, yeah, thanks so much for watching, guys. Much appreciated, and until next time, have a good one. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers.